When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I'm talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed worldwide, according to Indeed data. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million monthly unique visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Hack It Out. Just go to Indeed.com slash Hack It Out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Hack It Out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Hack It Out Golf Podcast with your host, Greg Chalmers, PGA Tour winner, also Lou Stagner, one of golf's modern minds, really changing the way the game is being played with his ideas around statistics. Myself, Mark Crossfield, a golf pro of 25 years coaching experience, as well as over 15 years of making online golf-related content. Right, so this week we're going to try something slightly different. You can let us know if you enjoy this new format of our podcast. We're going to do three different subjects tonight. So we're going to talk about all the new releases, loads of new releases out there in the golf world. We've got Stat of the Week coming from Lou, and we're also going to talk about our golfing goals for 2023. So it should be a fun episode. Lou, Greg, how are you both doing? Doing great. How are you? Wonderful, mate. Wonderful, Lou. Ready to go, mate. You've got... Yeah, good. You got your stat already, Lou, for us uh, when it ready. comes. To, yeah, I'm looking forward to start of the week. So we're going to kick it off though with the new releases. I'm more interested in what you guys think of this as well, actually, because it's something I've been experiencing from kind of November of last year to now. Loads of new releases of drivers coming out. We'll talk about a bit about what they are. Some of them are under embargo, so we can't go into too much detail. Um, Greg, to kick us off. Are you aware of new releases or not really? Obviously, I, I don't want to sound rude, but if you were a, a top five in the world player, you would be dragged along to all the media events and you'd be very aware of the new releases, I guess. But are you kind of aware or not really? You've got things to yeah, test? Yeah. That sent you no, I've got, I've got nothing. And I'm actually, yeah, I'm a little oh. bit in purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, <laughs> Do you want to borrow some? I can flip yeah, it over. It's a strong you. relationship between how well you play and how much access you have to the new releases. <laughs> um, yeah. But I haven't played that well. So uh, typically, the superstars, from what I've heard, they will get like the you know the. I've always had a relationship with Titleist. They might get access to it, you know, a year. Not access to use it, but at least see it, get input in it at least twelve months prior to release. And here's the shape it's going to be, or here's the options, and here's what's going. To, it won't be finished product, but I'll certainly get a look at stuff way earlier than I ever would. Uh, but I love this time of year. I'm a bit of a. I have a, a very good friend of mine, and we are both. He's worse than me, but we're a little bit of equipment junkies, um, and cool. and look at uh, you know golf works or different websites and who's carrying what and. Um, I think as part of as a lefty, I didn't have as access to as much access as everyone else. So part of it is that I think. But yeah, I'm excited to uh, see what's coming out and see if I can yet again gain another ten yards. So I should be driving oh, 400 gain by now. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Lou, how about you as a stat guy? Obviously, 
when you start looking at the data of new releases and like Greg's alluding to there, and I'm testing all the new releases, they, you know, nothing's really, really going forwards. I think people were slowly starting to get that. Can you, are you turned on by new releases or not really? Well, first, I want to I want to address. You said Greg is not a top ten player. He's the number two Greg in the world. <laughs> wow! So I, that is how true. can the OEMs leave <laughs> out the number two Greg in the world? I Colby, do. It's a big mess. It's marketable. It's a big mess. <laughs> <laughs> Very marketable. Um, I've I've never been a huge equipment junkie. Um, I've uh, I, I tend to stick with stuff. I'll change things out, but I, I'm not typically salivating for all the new equipment to come out. Um, there was a time where I was a little bit more interested in club building. And I had a couple of friends that, that built clubs. This is back in the, you know, this is 20 years ago, Mark, like yeah. Greg, I don't know if you remember, you probably don't remember any of that, but this is when components were huge and people yeah, yeah. were building everything and spining shafts and all that. Uh, uh, it all surprises stuff. me that you would get into that. I, I can't see that. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. That's really thrown me that. You uh, tinkering in your yeah. carriage with gold. Yeah. Did you so, have loads of rope shaft ones? <laughs> put rope between different thicknesses of rope. Different thicknesses and, 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 and Tensile strength. Tensile strength is important. <laughs> so you're not rushing to test the new stuff? I, um, no, I'm not rushing to test. I like the equipment that I have. Um, I would love to test a nine wood. So uh, okay. if anyone has a nine wood out there, that's kicking uh, about. I'm, I'm ready to. I'm taking the five iron out. I'm putting the nine wood oh, in boy. this year. That's yeah. Uh, that's what I'm going to. I mean, do. it is an amazing year. Like you've got Callaway have just released Paradigm. Do, do, do either of you know what that word means, paradigm, in the real world? I reckon you might do, Lou, as the educated one amongst the three. <laughs> I have to look it up. I'm, I'm sorry, Greg, but I'm guessing you don't know what it means. You're, you're too busy. Well, they spelled it wrong, too, to didn't that. they? Yeah, they have spelled yeah. it differently. Yeah, they spelled it differently. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I haven't watched the paradigm, isn't it, if you think about it. Yeah, I, I the only thing I really saw was um, was John Rahm's little commercial of of – you know him previewing the club. That's the only thing that, that I saw, and I, and to me, it, it's it's well done. But I said it looked like the introduction for uh, like a cornhole tournament on TV. Yeah, it just yeah. it looked it didn't look like a club introduction. Um, but I'm sure it's a good piece of equipment. Yeah, I mean Callaway don't make bad equipment, and it is it's decent. I wouldn't say yeah. it's the fastest thing in the world, but it's decent. It's good. I mean, it, it's they're all within certain parameters. I did say I said it in my review because anyone who doesn't know, I review clubs on YouTube and and places. Um, if you put that name of that club on a what's a equivalent for the u.s market i i don't i don't want to talk out of turn here but is it like dick's sporting goods so in the uk it would be like sports direct if you put it on a cheap you know like budget store club people would giggle at the name i always think the names are quite interesting it's like callaway can pull that off because obviously they're a powerhouse they produce great marketing stuff and they've got make great clubs and they've got big names but you go and put paradigm on like an old hippo drive or something everyone it's not a sasquatch is it right <laughs> paradigm <laughs> it's all been downhill since that sasquatch <laughs> Yeah, that was the best driver ever. <laughs> and and Lou, uh, sorry, Greg, for you, just a bit of education. Paradigm. Do you know what? Did you know what paradigm means, Lou? Actually, you didn't answer. Do you know what it means? No, yeah, not? I know what it means. Yeah, go on then. Like, tell Greg like what a, it's it means. It's like a pattern. It means like a pattern of yeah. Um, well, it's, yeah. it can mean a lot of things. Why is he telling yeah. me? Yeah. You didn't even so know. It, I might have known. It's what a it group. Meant. Of, it's a 
Yeah, it's a, a group a of beliefs by things, people. So, yeah. like this, this podcast is a paradigm. <laughs> We've created our hack it out golf cast paradigm. Three idiots talking about golf. Two um, idiots and Lou. Oh, I thought you were going to say me there for a second, Lou. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that nearly that nearly went the wrong way. He dug himself out of there quick, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you've got other releases, has to be said. Mizuno will have new drivers coming soon. I've been testing them recently. Again, you'll see videos where I don't want to talk too much about the tech, but that's a company that constantly just produces good drivers, but ones people don't test or certainly don't buy, which always is, I find, mind-blowing. Um, the new Callaway, and I'm sure other ones, because Titleist new driver that came out before Christmas is expensive. I think it's like $600, $599. I mean, the price of these drivers is, it's up there, isn't it? Uh, it is, but I, I have magazines, but you'd be surprised I have a collection no. of old Golf Digest <laughs> magazines. <laughs> and every once in a while, I go through them. And do you remember Edwin Watts? Do you remember yes, all of I yes, know that so name, Edwin yeah. Watts. You can go and you can find like tailor-made drivers from the you know mid '90s, and they were four hundred ninety-nine dollars twenty-seven years right. ago. Yeah. Um. So you know, five ninety-nine or six ninety-nine now is not you know unreasonable considering people were paying five hundred for some drivers over twenty. Is that years is that ago. your version of yeah. light reading, Lou? Just like a a, a <laughs> bunch of nineteen nineties Golf Digest. <laughs> 1970s was like that's far too modern for Lou look at him he's going yeah, look at this. Is there any right. look at this. Golf Digest. where did you buy them these are this is July of 1958 right here <laughs> <so>. <laughs> before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's some good <laughs> stuff in there. It's good Any reading. paradigms in there or Sim 2s or yeah. like ZX7s? Because the names just all go round, don't they, basically? Yeah, they pretty much, every, you know, new drivers add 10 yards to your game with this year's new driver. So yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's been the same story for 100 years in golf. But I love looking through the old stuff. Um, yeah, it's interesting that. to read the things that are in there and, you know, the things that you forget so Yes, that's a light <laughs> rating for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I like it. I like it. So, yeah, loads of new releases, loads for people to go and test. And I, my advice, as always, I say it in my videos, just go out and test. Like, you have these – it's quite interesting when you post videos because you definitely see people who have real brand alliances. You know, they're passionate about – like, if you say something about the brand that they believe in, they get, like – these are grown people. And I just think, wow, like, I can't imagine having that emotional connection – to a golf brand uh, but my advice to all people just if you want to go out and test and you want to get a bright shiny new thing that's all cool and if you feel like there's holes in your driver to go and improve go and test them go and hit them go and see which works best for you um because they're all pretty good at the end of the day um and you'll be surprised as well with some of the prices i've done some videos i'm gonna do some more where you have to come down in price quite a lot for the performance drop off to be seen like you, you'll be amazed how mid-level you can go and the performance doesn't drop off. What does drop off is supply, chances of getting components if you wanted it custom fit, where the big 
manufacturers are really good. You know, they're in your pro shops. They've got the fitting carts. They've got the software. They've got the pros given. So, you know, lots of the cost of drivers as well is built around those models as well because people want that level of service too. So, but yeah. Loads of new clubs. Greg, not many left-handers. Oh, I'd send all my demos over for you to test because I reckon we could find you. You're going to need two or three more yards when our competition kicks oh, off. So I, that's all... nasty talk. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Nasty. I actually I watched your video demoing in, this and I'm like, oh, that's straighter than train smoke there. That was dead straight every time. <laughs> that was fun to watch. <laughs> Which one did you the watch? Callaway's one. Test, did you one you released, I saw yesterday, I think you were yeah, yeah. based on, you know, I saw it the other day. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a bit slow. That's post or just pre, that was around Christmas and I've been ill. Oh, as well. yeah. You I know, can hear I've the excuses Ill, coming. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, that yeah, was slow. I thought in. you yeah, were watching. Yeah, I no thought <laughs> but an exciting time of the year for anyone who is a golf uh club junkie loads of new releases let us know maybe on our socials which ones you're excited most about also as well before we go on to start of the week if you enjoy the podcast just let us know in the comments hit the stars up on leave reviews wherever you are watching or listening i should say to the podcast and don't be afraid to subscribe as well so you don't miss the next one. We're releasing every week, sometimes two a week at the moment, so loads of free content for us. And if you do give some stars and give a little subscribe, it helps the podcast out. So thanks if you do that. Um, I think it's time to move to Stats of the Week. Right, this one is, is going to make Greg twitch a little bit. We're going to talk about three-putt rates. <laughs> And we're going to talk about three putt rates for a 15 oh. handicap um, okay. just from 35 feet. So a 15, the typical 15 index from 35 feet, what percent of the time do you think they'll three putt? I'm going to turn this 35 into feet, are we saying? 35 feet. So oh. stat of the week has turned into a blooming quiz a on quiz the week. I usually, I usually quiz run. of the week. <clears throat> yeah, he oh, always wins just, these. I just know more always. about the game than Mark. I don't know what it is. <laughs> 15 handicap 35 feet how many times do they free putt are you saying what percentage the, of the time what percent of the time yeah 27 percent uh i'm gonna yeah i was gonna go 22 percent 40 percent of the time wow 40 yeah, percent of the time from 35 feet yeah could you imagine that greg greg 20%. is uh one of the best putters in the history of golf could you imagine three putting 40 percent oh, wow. of the time yeah from, I don't mean to pick on the 15 indexes, but that's typically, you know, there there's some meat on the bone there. Um, I think of all the skills that you can learn, I think reasonable distance control on lag putting uh, for amateurs is, is something that, um, from what I see in some of the stats in Arcos, um, you can drive that down pretty quick. Um, yeah. And, you know, you if you spend a little bit of time, it's, it's a lot tougher to, you know, hit three irons on a rope. It's a lot easier to for some players to to get some decent speed control from thirty to forty feet, and you're going to have a fair number of those putts. So, a lot easier is a bit of a wild statement. Luke, forty percent of them are free putts. Well, forty percent of the time. time, Well, like compared to tour pros, you've just said it's quite easy for them. So, tour pros that are not Greg Chalmers, they three putt um, from thirty-five feet. So we guess. 
About seven percent. I was just going to say seven. Rubbish game. I was going to say six point seven, which I he rounded it up. About about seven. So yeah, there's a big difference between a tour pro putting from thirty five feet and a fifteen handicap from thirty. To me, to me too. Some of this has just put some love into it. Like I like when I chat to amateurs, like how often, how much, how many putts do you hit before you play? And they might say a dozen. You know, or six, and none of them yeah. are from thirty-five feet. They're all kind of just around the hole, or very few. Um, and your expectation is to go and have good speed control. And I can tell you, my experience, it might take me, um, you know, because our greens are very fast. It might take me a good hour sometimes of just getting used to it. But once it's dialed in, I've got half an idea what's going on. And you only need to hit, just spend ten or fifteen minutes doing some uphill and downhill from thirty feet, and get an idea of how fast they are, and uh, put some put some love into it. So, Greg, yeah. what would you do? So a lot of us amateurs, we show up, we roll in on two wheels, we got a coffee in one hand, a donut in the other, we got to <laughs> hit the tee in, motion, in you know, 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, exactly, in motion. So um, assuming you have a little bit of time to spend before teeing off, how would you guide, you know, one of your students, one of your amateur students to, to try to dial in speed before? Yeah, so I, there's, there's a couple of different options there. I try and take, um, get more attached to the target. So you can do some either with that heads up putting, looking at the target. I do some with my eyes closed so I can just feel the flow of the putter. And so I'm not hitting the ball. I'm just kind of have a nice energy transfer. I'm not, I haven't got a smack to it. Um, there's a couple options there. I'd hit, you know, a few from uphill and a few from downhill and see if you can get some consistency to, even if you left them all, I don't even care if you leave them all at the same distance. You know what I mean? If you left it four foot short, I'm still okay if the next one's four foot short because we can, we can adjust that. Um, I find it's when you get one that's 10 foot by and then one that's five foot short that we get this real big mess that's really hard to adjust. Um, that'd be my take, but I'm sure Mark has got a thousand things as well that he could touch on. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's an emergency fix. No. I don't think. I think if you get to the course and you're trying to sort that out, you it's good luck. Like the work needs to be done so much more prior, almost to that. And I think Greg pinned it down. Like how many golfers, like name yourselves, listening to the pod, are really working on that part of your game with any love? Like I used to practice long putting, putting a lot when I played. I enjoyed it. It's something I did a lot. I know you talk about that, Lou, as well. It's something you enjoyed to do. So you practiced it a lot and tried to perfect it. And Greg, you obviously are either just uber talented at it and also I think you probably enjoyed that part Correct. of the game. So the love was in the practice. Um it's people get to the course, it's ten foot, four foot, five foot, all a few six footers off they go. Well, what are you doing? Like, I mean, if you, you need to be building these skills up over time so when you do hit those courses that you're ready to go. Another thing as well, which is really good for amateurs, if you do play on different courses, which is something I used to notice a lot with amateurs, you know, you go and play. We've got a great course near us called Saunton, which is a Lynx course. It's two hours north of South Devon. It's in North Devon. And it's quite a different style to many of the local kind of very grassy parkland courses around this area. You get on those links courses, greens are um, firm links course. They're slopey. They're relatively quick. And it's windy because it's a links course. They were just blown away. But because I had a database in my head of playing on those style of courses, I could adapt quicker. So building those databases, getting on different greens and spending time working on your putting on different greens, if you are someone who travels around, 
is is key. One place I really struggle to get distance control where out of interest is America because your greens are what? so oh, yeah because your greens are so often very different to ours. Your grass is they're you great. Have. They're the greatest greens better. in the world. Is the Amen. Better. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's quite interesting you say that, Greg. To be fair, they are better because of the way you do manicure lots of your courses compared to ours, which are much more raw. Um, and it's the, it's the thickness of the grass that sometimes takes me so long to. I don't mean thickness as in length. I mean like the density of the grass in the ground compared to our greens, where we can get quite bare. Like you go to really good links courses. If you've never have you played links golf properly, Lou? I'm just well. Before I answer that question, Greg, I just got to point out this guy's a perpetual excuse <laughs> machine today. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> every I'm hearing every excuse in the that book right now. But I mean, I'm slightly better now because my, this is my point. My database of American courses have grown because I've played on more. I mean, I remember first playing at Torrey Pines, and my putting was all over the place. They were fast. They were so slopey. And I was like 15 foot away hitting putts, eight foot, 12 foot pass. I don't do that. And it was like, wow, I'm just, you know, I've not played greens this small, this slopey, this fast really before. So I'm having to emergency build up my database. And as an athlete, I'm able to adapt. Mm, And so I I don't, I don't identify with what you're going through. We we need to bring you over to a Lynx course, Lou. I'm ready. And film it because it will blow your socks off. Because like what my point with the Lynx course is with the thickness of the greens is that they they can be really bare sometimes. Like you'll walk on them and think there's no, there's hardly any grass on these because they shave them down and you can almost see the mud underneath them. Like an old cricket wicket. um, Lou, cricket cricket is a game. With three, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> no idea how it works. Yeah, think think baseball, but not baseball is as yeah. close as you get to it. Um, but yeah, Bill, I think if you're having to panic, do it on the day. Then you've not done the prep, and you should really try working harder on your prep because that is a great start of the week there, Lou. Forty percent, fifteen handicappers, uh, thirty-five foot. They're forty percent of the time free putting. Yeah. That's that's the start of the week. Yeah, remarkable. Start of the year, hit some, hit some yeah. less Top three woods in your next warm up and or drivers or whatever, and go hit He's, some long putts. Yeah, save some shots. Yeah, because yeah. they're just exactly they're going to be the same variable that they always are, aren't they? Right. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> ten yards to two fifty, depending on if you top it or not. But like that one's going to be out there. Yeah, do the prep before. I would say good start of the week there, Lou. Right, and the last part of today's pod, and again, if you're enjoying the pod, do remember to subscribe and let us know on our social channels how we're doing, and if there's anything you want us to cover, let us know. We're going to finish today's pod with 2023 goals. What are our golfing goals for this year? I'll start with, well, I've got two. I'll start with a communal one, and then I'll do my personal one maybe at the end. My quick communal one. I want to get us together on a golf course, get a chance to film it, get the audience to see us, meet us a bit more on a golf course. We talk golf. Some of us talk, but I want to see some of us walk (laughs) the walk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're in trouble. Looking at you, Lou. Looking yeah. at you. I'm pretty confident Greg's proven well, Mark, himself. We might, have, on. we might have to book Lou's flight for him. I think I can hear. I can already hear. I don't think I can make that, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Can't make that date. Can't make yeah. that date. Can't make that date. Um, so that's my little communal goal. Lou, what's your goal for 2023 golfing-wise? Have you got one? 
Yeah, my goal is to not play golf with you guys this year. <laughs> At least not film it for the world to see. Um, life will be uh, over. I will. Uh, I will. I passed a milestone on with followers on Twitter today. As soon as they see that video, lots of unfollows. No, 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 no. You'll get more follows. People like disasters on the golf course, Luke. Don't well, worry. Tune in. My my goal this year is to achieve something I've never achieved in golf before, and that's to get a plus handicap so wow yeah that's that's the objective for this year that's the main objective um and i've put the plan in motion and uh i'm hoping that i can i can get there won't be for a lack of effort what's going to push you over what's going to push ball you striking over? no okay. question you know short game of it and, 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 bat a bit more. yeah yeah it's you know hitting the middle of the club face and keeping it in play you know hitting it with a a face that's eight degrees open doesn't result in a lot of, a lot no, of good things. No. <laughs> so <laughs> keeping it in play. Yeah. Uh, Don't and, live down the right of a hole stuff that, and it yeah, do not buy yeah. a house down the right of a hole. Lou's going to play. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that ball striking is without question the, the biggest weakness still continues to be. So I got a long way Mark, to go there. So I, that, that's the, I don't know that's about you, Mark, but I can't wait. Stat hole or stat hole? There will nothing. I'm going to research. Yeah. It'll be the most research I've ever done into stats because <laughs> I am going to have a number for every one of loose shots. And you're only a two percent chance of doing this, you know? Like I just can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> that was a zero point zero zero chance that you were going to hit that eighty four yards right. It was it, it was a ninety two percent chance it was going to go sixty four yards right, but eighty two yards right that's pretty good. Fantastic, can't wait. <laughs> that's going to be yeah, that's going to be wonderful. That, well, that I can old. only guess what Greg's is. <laughs> what is yours, Greg? What is your goal golfing wise for twenty twenty three? Are you still setting yourself yeah, goals now? Yeah. You kind of. Must I, just, do, I wrote I wrote this down the other day. I actually got them on my phone in my notes, and I just okay. wrote mm, win yeah. something. It's like <laughs> anything. Win the, the match against we, Lou. We, yeah, yeah, if we get to December and next this year and I haven't won something, I'm flying up there to play against Lou. Like I'm going to do something. Yeah, I hope exactly. he plays bad because yeah. I just – Yeah. I got to beat somebody. No, I, um, I'm i trying to, you know, maintain uh, some good mobility stuff. I want to ramp up my mobility training. I've also got down – I've only hit 120 club, club head speed once and I want to smash that again this year. Um, and get that ball yeah. speed consistently over 170. Um, the other thing that I really think would help me a lot, and it's, it's I want to maintain some good mental training processes 20 to 30 minutes, two to three times a week. Um, it's something I, I kind of, I do well when I do it. I just, I, I fall back into bad habits and I don't get off my backside and do it. Um, and it's my job and I should do better at it. And so that's something that um, I have a couple of tools I use for that that I really, one's called Brain Tap, one's called Focus Band. Just things to help me work on my mental game. And then I wouldn't mind yep. losing a couple of pounds um, before I turn 50. Okay. So, I'm, you know, I'm rolling into, you know, for the listeners, I'm 49 and hoping to play 50, 50 old man's golf. So this October I turn 50. So I've got some things I'm trying to ramp up this year and see if we can't get in better shape. So, Yeah, yeah, I like that. And getting in better shape, would that be a lifestyle change? So change of diet and exercise routine? It would be more or diet. Other? I what, exercise what just nicely, yeah, but I you... tend to eat on a good ratio as well. So, <laughs> yeah. Have you got a sweet tooth? Is that what sends it over? I've just got a, a, a the, multitude of teeth. I don't teeth. want to be. Too... Um, it's more. Yeah. <laughs> it's more <laughs> it's, and it's not alcohol. I don't drink. I haven't had a drink for a couple of years. It's more. That's part of this process. I wanted to get rid of that out of my life. So it's more just um, 
um, yes, enjoying food and I socialize a lot. We eat yeah. out a lot too. And I don't know yeah. if you've noticed this, Mark, when yeah. you come to America, the servings are quite large. Uh, <laughs> well, the trouble, yeah, I have. I'm literally one meal a day in America, and that, that can be a salad. I have to control what I eat over there. Yeah, so much, so. The, the portions are insane. And the other problem with eating out is a really good point: is you've got no control of what's gone in there, ingredients-wise. So you've got you could eat something at home, let's say a spaghetti carbonara, which is a nice meal, but it could have cream in it. It could have loads of parmesan, but at that's home, that's <laughs> you, well, that's the thing. <laughs> At home, you can control, measure, weigh, make sure it's within what you need. But when you go out to eat, you can't control. Yeah. You don't really know what's going in. So I, I get that. And America's big on, I mean, you guys in America do eat out, I would say, more than we do in the UK. It is a, it, it's a popular pastime. Yeah, you've got to box it up. Isn't it? It, you take a, it home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> take it home. God. Just do a smaller portion, no. maybe. Why am I taking we get four meals out of this. <laughs> wow. So I like that, Greg. And I think, again, that's great for the listeners as well. I mean, you basically, you know, you got Greg Chalmers, who's achieved so much in his game and still wants to achieve more and is still pushing and obviously no different to Lou as well. Um, but, it, you know, it's great. That's what's so brilliant about golf. Um, shall I do my personal Tear one it. then rather than my collective one? Yeah, what's I, your personal it's one? My, oh, everyone knows my personal <laughs> one who follows me. I just want to hit 170 ball speed with level of consistency. I've hit 170 ball speed three or four times, you know, at the end of a session, maxing out, but I can't go back the next day and replicate it. I'll get to 168, 166, 167. I want to hit 170 ball speed when I want to. I don't mind if it's out of my boots. I just want to be out of here. I can't it. believe you haven't done that yet because when you when you speed train, you know, typically you're going to be, what, seven? Like when you're just going all out and not caring where you make contact or if you even make contact, um, you're going to be six to eight miles an hour faster. No. Like typically, yeah, I am. Like my, yeah, I, I, can, I can swing this all out. Like, because I swing pretty flat out as my given goal anyway. My upper limit is around two to four mile an hour faster. It's not because yeah, you're, you're not doing yeah, he it was, right. Then. Well, he's I'm swing. I ain't doing <laughs> some little 100 mile an hour pat pat because I'm yeah. scared I'm going to get off the planet, Lou. When I play golf, my driver's going quite yeah, full tilt. If anyway. you you are not going full tilt if you're making good contact. If you're making consistent yeah, good contact, you're not, you're not going full down, tilt. Bro. <laughs> How does my yeah, ball but, speed jump up if the, I'm not But the whole content. point of the speed training contact. is to move the club fast and not move the ball fast. Like that's no, the I whole want point. That's how you're gonna, yeah, but you're going to get ball speed by making your body move faster. And yeah. then when you when you can when you can when it, you can go I all out you, at one twenty five, it's not eight miles an hour as much. Oh, as sure I, it is. It's not. Maybe not. maybe for a non athlete <laughs> like yourself, I promise you, it's not. <laughs> So I, I, I'm I'm running like if 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 170 is my 100, percent I am gaming every day at 98. percent Like I'm just I'm gaming pretty flat out. I think you're in all seriousness. I think you're missing the boat with speed training. When no, you're speed I'm not. training, it should not at all be about ball speed. It should be about how fast you're moving that club. Like, and you're not you're not doing that, are you? Yeah, I am. Okay. I am. Do- it doesn't get, I'm, I know where I'm peaking and it is around two mile an hour more at most. That's incredible. Well, it's because I play at a speed. I play at not a speed as in it's relative. I play at a pretty flat out. So for my 
physical body shape size when i'm hitting a driver i'm like squeezing a lot out of it for what i'm putting in as an everyday kind of hit basically i guess it's just a different situation for us guys down there swinging at 99 than where you are so yeah, well i was there <laughs> but i was there when i was swinging at 105 i could shift it more because yeah. i was batting it but now i don't i swing like you know pretty flat out going at it most times because i'm not afraid of it in the face or not like i'm that's gonna, interesting i, I make contact i but- generally make contact when I was at my fastest in, in the low teens, when I would speed train, I was I could speed train and, and get to one low one twenties. Yeah. Um, no. Consistently speed training. Like I I mean I would miss the ball or you know, just yeah. hit it all over the face, anywhere was possible, but I could swing it way faster um when speed training. So I find that interesting yeah. that you can't Yeah. I'm running flat out. I'm full tilt anyway, though, you see. I'm not pat. Yeah, not, that's what Greg I'm said. No like Stripe you. show. Stripe uh, show. <laughs> what did he say you were hitting? <laughs> like Stratus. Yeah, no, not rope. I'm smoke. Train smoke. Yeah. Train smoke. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. Accuracy is my forte, Greg. Speed is not, unfortunately. I did ask Lou a little question earlier, which uh, I don't think we maybe could do it on a pod, and he broke my heart with golf, but I won't tell, I won't tell you what that, it was. I'm still I'm still deeply cut by your answer, Lou, just so you know. What what was that? You cut deep with your I answer. My oh, full speed to tour pro question that you just oh, literally yeah, got yeah, your yeah. knife out and twisted it in my tummy. Oh yeah. I, we gotta tell Greg. Let's tell we gotta share it. We can't we can't tease people and not share it. Tell them what your question was. And- my question was, and it's just an interesting question that popped in my head. It's not about me, it was more just a question. If I got to 180 ball speed, my question was to Lou, Lou, do you reckon if I got to 180 ball speed, I would be able to play on tour? No, I said zero <laughs> chance. <laughs> zero. No, no, there's no I've chance. Never seen you in you're, a good, you're a really good player. See, really I, don't, good player. I don't, I'm not sure I agree with that. I, 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 I reckon if I was hitting 180 ball speeds and my accuracy retained, I reckon... I would be quite competitive. I don't, and I'm talking European DP World Tour or PJ Tour. I think PJ Tour is a different animal, but I think 180 ball speed with the level of accuracy I've got, I it would be very interesting to see. And not me, as in anyone who's got a level of accuracy of equivalent to me, but then they moved them from 160, 161 up to 180. What, what, 180, 180 ball speed with some train smoke. Yeah. That's, uh, that's We're, a yeah. good combination. That's ferocious. <laughs> yes. But Lou just said no. Ball, ball no, just just went, no. It's not going to happen. Sorry. Yeah. No, <laughs> what, he, he just said no and then just wrote, go away with his next yeah. one, basically. <laughs> let me. Let me uh, <laughs> all right. So, when, when's the last time you played in an event? Have you played you a tournament? Time, no. I, no. When's the last time you played anything competitive? Nope. Long time? A long yeah, time? Yeah. What, when I was in my If 20s. you went out and played right now, if you went to the old course, you're not too far. You can get there in a few hours. Yeah. Um, if you went there and played from the tips where yeah. Greg played from. I would be six over. You played over 20 the t- rounds. I would, would be six over to two under. So I reckon I would average around two or three over. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't make mistakes, Lou. If I practice, my game was built right. My game was it's like me. <laughs> I don't make mistakes. When, I, when we play now and we film, like I say this to the guys on our film, like I make a few mistakes. I, I didn't make any mistakes when I played my game because I was sure I wasn't able to make a mistake. If I made a mistake, I might as well not turn up. So I wasn't really losing balls. I would hit. 
I reckon on average I was eating 14 greens in regulation. I'd, con- I'd have loads of rounds of 16, 17 greens in regulation. Not shoot any great scores. I wasn't any close because I had lots of club in. Just was never, I don't, I would grind you to death. Basically. So this would be fun. We should we should do a, a a little journey, and we should follow you to to uh, to see if you can get to one eighty. To my death. Mark, follow me to my Mark, grave. Can... Yeah, he didn't make it to one eighty ball speed, and he's now in the ground over there because he broke every bone in his body. Yeah, but it was nice knowing him. He interrupted yeah. a bit too much, but he was quite a fun guy. <laughs> I tell you, I, I have you penciled in as the next, the next like over fifties, Rory. If you can get to one eighty, mate, like that's awesome. That if you can get over that, you one eighty you know, would be mental. It would be mental, dominate. regardless of the tour question. Now, regardless of the tour question, it would just be. It would be. I wish, and obviously the world doesn't work like this. That I could just turn a button on and have one eighty for a season and see what it's like. You know, what is it? Because we simulate it. We've done it by simulating it in in videos, but it's not the same. You know, just we play holes and I know my ball speed when we're playing. We go away and there's a par five. It's 570, you know, and I'm stra- I'm struggling to get there in two. 180 ball speed, I'm getting there in two. And that's like those par fives that we often come across. My scoring average on them is just transforming. If I don't make the mistakes like I used to when I didn't practice. Because 180 ball speed in play is going to be competitive. Um, at a, I, I don't know how competitive it would be competitive. Member but anyway, guest why would be asking you that question? I'll bring again? you to my member guest if you get to <laughs> oh, one. <laughs> the dream comes. Some of us wait for Augusta, others for the member guest. <laughs> that might be your chance to win something <laughs> this year, Greg. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, in All July. Right. We're we're going to bring you in as a three maybe handicap we'll, yeah, maybe too. We'll <laughs> <the box> in <laughs> July. Playing at sixty three hundred yards. Yeah, he's a left hander. He must be one side. Yeah, There's no way hand, left handed three handicapper at sixty three hundred yards comes out and shoots sixty one yeah. net fifty eight. You yeah. probably still wouldn't be on the top of the board with <laughs> yes. that, though. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. There we go. Well, that was a fun episode. Let us know if you enjoyed that. We did three different subjects. We could do that again in another episode. If you enjoy, let us know. There's our golfing goals for 2023. I reckon they're all relatively obtainable for us, subject to how much commitment we put in. And that's maybe the beauty of golf. The more you put in, the more you will get out. Thanks for listening, as always. And we look forward to catching you in the next podcast.